Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Bill Press and Friends on the District Productive Network. One thing that Donald Trump did not mention about in his uh, address to Congress, of course, was anything to do with Russia. Uh, he didn't say, you know, we're not going to let Russia seize any more territory. We're going to make Russia give back to Crimea. We're going to make Russia get out of Ukraine. Uh, none of that. None of that. Uh, he didn't want to talk about Russia. They were hoping, the White House, that Russia would just go away. Of course, we know it's not going to go away for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's an ongoing FBI investigation Uh, which the White House doesn't want to admit, but it's there. We know it's there. James Comey has briefed the Senate Intelligence Committee about the FBI investigation. So they are looking into whether or not Russia was trying to influence this election, as the intelligence agencies have told us last summer, uh, uh, and whether Russia was trying to influence the outcome of the election, and more importantly, whether the Trump campaign the Trump operation was helping Russia out. Were there any contacts between the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, and Russia during that time? Uh, The New York Times reports, yes, there were. Uh, So all those unanswered questions, plus the uh, the FBI is not alone. The Senate Intelligence Committee has an ongoing investigation, um, bipartisan investigation led by uh, Mark Warner, uh, Democrat from Virginia, and Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina. Yep. Uh, and then the House Intelligence Committee reported this morning with Adam Schiff, the ranking Democrat, and Devin Nunez, who's a big Trumper, uh, the, the chairman. But they just announced yesterday, actually, that they have now agreed on the scope of their investigation, uh, which is kind of bifurcated in the House. Uh, Adam Schiff wants to get to the bottom of what the Trump people were telling the Russians. And Devin Nunez says his focus is he wants to focus on the leaks. Who leaked all this stuff? Yeah, that's that's the typical Trump try to change the subject routine. But at any rate, Russia was not going to go away, is my point. It's especially not going to go away today after this just came out yesterday. And I believe the Washington Post gets the credit for breaking this story that Jeff Sessions, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, last uh, summer, twice met with the Russian ambassador, Kislyak, ambassador to the United States. Now, that's significant for a couple of reasons. Number one, because remember in all this Russia mess, uh, I didn't uh, mention Michael Flynn, Michael Flynn, who was the national security advisor briefly for less than, what was it, 30-some days, uh, who lied, uh, admitted rather, that he had had some contacts with this Russian ambassador, but insisted that he didn't, they did not talk sanctions. He lied to the vice president about that, and because of that lie, he lost his job. 
So one guy's already lost his job because of contacts with Ambassador Kislyak. Now we find out that Jeff Sessions, actually, during the campaign, when he was the big Trump supporter in the Senate, the very first senator to endorse Donald Trump, and for a long time, way in the, way early in the primary, he endorsed Donald Trump, and for a long time was the only senator, Republican, to have endorsed, to endorse Donald Trump. Turns out that Jeff Sessions, in July in Cleveland, at the Republican convention, and in September here in Washington in his office, Jeff Sessions met with the Russian ambassador. We don't know what they talked about. But why this is really significant is because not only was this one more contact between the Trump operation and Russia during the campaign, remember, when Russia is hacking into the DNC emails in order and putting that crap out there in order to try to turn the election, tilt the election toward Donald Trump. But in his confirmation hearing, uh, Jeff Sessions was asked about contacts with Russia, and he denied knowing about them and denied that he had ever had any meetings himself. Here is Senator Al Franken, Franken posing the question to Jeff Sessions at his confirmation hearing. There is any evidence that anyone <laughs> affiliated with the Trump campaign communicated with the Russian government in the course of this campaign, what will you do? Senator Franken, I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. Mm. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. Oh, um, oh, and I'm oh, unable to oh, comment on it. Oh, bang! Whoa. That's perjury, bitch! He is unaware of any contacts, and me, yeah, I was a surrogate, but I didn't have any contacts with the Russians. Oh, yes, he did. Now, what happens when a top government official commits perjury in front of Congress, well, or in court, under oath? Back on January the 13th, 1999, Jeff Sessions had something to say about that when it was Bill Clinton. Uh, I am concerned about uh, a president under oath. Uh, being alleged to have committed perjury. Mm -mm. I hope that he can rebut that and prove that did not happen. I hope he can show he did not commit obstruction of justice and that he can complete his term. But there are serious allegations that that occurred. And in America, in the Supreme Court, and the American people believe no one is above the law. The president has uh, gotten himself into this fix that is very serious. Uh, I intend to give him an absolutely fair trial. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. well. Well, looks no. like Senator Sessions been hoisted on his own by his own baton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. There it is. Yes, indeed. Uh, the American people, we all believe nobody is above the law. And in America, in Supreme mm -hmm. Court, and the American people believe no one is above the law. Right. Well, so uh, no wonder, <laughs> no wonder. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was out last night saying that uh, that uh, Senator Sessions, uh, now Attorney General Sessions, is unfit to serve as the nation's top law enforcement officer, uh, and he should resign. Just short of that, last night on CNN, at CNN's town hall, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham repeated uh, what he has said before, 
that this this proves why we need a select committee to look into the Russian connections uh, and not leave it up to the um, partisan Trump supporter Richard Burr in the Senate or the partisan Trump supporter Devin Nunez in the House, but have a bipartisan, bicameral select committee to look into this. And certainly, if it is proven that there have been uh, connections uh, or crimes committed that you need a special prosecutor and you can't trust Jeff Sessions. Uh, here's Senator uh, Lindsey Graham. If there is something there and it goes up the chain of investigation, it is clear to me that Jeff Sessions, who is my dear friend, cannot make this decision about Trump. I mean, that, that is clear, and that should be clear to everybody. How can you... So let's say the FBI comes up with a report and say, uh, look, there were all these talks with Russia during all this time, and all these people lied about it. They lied to the FBI, which is a federal crime, of boom, course. Boom. And they lied to Congress about boom. it. Boom. Now, somebody, the attorney general, has to decide, okay, are we going to file now charges? Are we going to prosecute? Jeff Sessions, Lindsey Graham is right. How can Jeff Sessions, who is one of those people who would be probably be charged— yeah. who was one of the actors at the time, be the guy who decides to go forward. No freaking way. You know, here's the thing, right? There are still a lot of Democrats who think that the only reason that Hillary Clinton lost the election is because of Russia's involvement, which I don't believe. But the Russian thing, the, the Russian connection to Certainly Trump a factor. is absolutely a factor and absolutely needs to yep. be investigated and followed all the way down the line. Now, Will we get to a point where, like, Trump has to resign because it turns out that Russia involved themselves in the election so much that he's an illegitimate president? I don't think so, but but this is such a complex web yeah. Yeah. that everybody's getting caught up in. You look oh, yeah. at Flynn, yeah. you mentioned before, and now this thing with Sessions. This is, yeah. It, it's so sticky, it's and not, it's so big. It's not going to go away, It is, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Again... Uh, before we move on, Senator Lindsey Graham, about the need for a special prosecutor. There may be nothing there, but if there's something there that the FBI believes is criminal in nature, then for sure you need a special prosecutor. If that day ever comes, I'll be the first one to say it needs to be somebody other than Jeff. So that's the special prosecutor, the select committee. Uh, and again, uh, House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and the ranking Democrat on the House Oversight Committee, uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings from Baltimore, have all called already on Jeff Sessions to resign. I think that drumbeat is going to continue today. Uh, Sessions in uh, a lot of hot water. And by the way, uh, all, all the talk about, oh, no, this is the new Jeff Sessions. We can trust him now. He's really mellowed, right? Uh, as a senator, he's no longer the racist Jeff Sessions, who was rejected by the Republican-controlled Senate in 1987. Uh, you can throw all of, that, all of that out the window. When Jeff Sessions' first official act as attorney general was to withdraw the Department of Justice from a challenge to voter suppression laws passed in the state of Texas, which were declared unconstitutional and un-American by a federal court down in Texas, the United States Department of Justice was in court to overturn those Texas voter suppression laws, Jeff Sessions says. No, we're no longer going to challenge that. 
we're pulling out of that. We'll let Texas do whatever Texas wants to do to deny people of color and students and whatever from having a, having an opportunity to vote. That's the Jeff Sessions that we knew we were going to get and that we are now, at least for the time being, stuck with. Joe Sirensoni uh, from the Plowshares Fund. Hello, Joseph. Good morning, Bill. Um, let's talk a little bit about Russia. Well, first of all, about the Muslim ban. So we know the first Muslim ban create a lot of commotion, did a lot mm. of harm to a lot of people, but didn't pass muster in the court. So now they're coming up with this second one, which they've delayed yes. so the president gets a little more bounce from his uh, address to Congress. Yes. Um, and there's the reports were yesterday that they're going to drop Iraq yes. from these seven countries. Is that what you're hearing? Yes, that's what I'm hearing. And and that is actually, that's a very good thing. doesn't fix all the problems, but that is a good thing. Why? because this was completely demoralizing to the Iraqis that we're fighting alongside of, people we're depending on, yeah. you know, soldiers, translators, uh, officials, people who uh, have relatives here in the United States were planning to come. This ban would stop them from coming. People who were planning to emigrate to the United States, this ban would have stopped them from coming. It's a slap in the face. It's saying you're not worthy of coming. And of course, it proves the ISIS point. These people, America hates you. America hates yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's one of the real <clears throat> national security um, uh, consequences of this kind of ban. It, it, it gives ISIS a huge propaganda windfall. Yesterday, uh, or maybe it was the day before, uh, General Mattis, uh, Defense Secretary, uh, dropped off at the White House the copy of the plan to defeat ISIS that the president had asked for. This Have is it? not the Trump's secret plan. No, not, not the right. <laughs> That's he, right. Had, he, he had a secret plan that was better than the general's plan, yeah. they said during the campaign, Yeah. Which, which, of course, he would not tell us because it was secret. <laughs> That's right. And he didn't you want anybody to know. You right? can't let that get So let then that the first out. thing he does is he goes to Pentagon. Uh, he asks General Mattis to prepare yeah. a plan and, and, yeah. and give it to me within a month. And now... So we were told that the plan's been delivered. We haven't heard anything about it since. No. I mean, what? So I, I know you haven't seen it either, but what are the options, really, do you think? I mean, well, this is, he didn't talk about it in his uh, no, address to no. Congress. It's one of the many things that were missing. You notice foreign policy was, was largely missing. He never mentioned the words Russia Did, or, or Syria or North Korea or North Korea. Never mentioned them. No, the right. actual crises we face. No. You know, no, he's no. talking about the threat from immigrants. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. He said the three words, radical Islamic yeah. terrorism. So that's yeah. it. That's all you yeah. need that's to do. That's all you need to do. That's all Obama ever needed to do. That's all Trump yeah. needed that's to it. do. So that, that, just saying those three words solves the problem. So your options are, number one, just keep doing what we're doing, which is, by the way, working. We're mm -hmm. defeating ISIS. I mean, ISIS has been steadily rolled back. We're now in, in the process of free, liberating the western Mosul. Um, so the number, that's number option number one. Right. Option number two, you'd be more aggressive. The Yemen raid is an example of that. So you because that, that worked out so well. I, I, it's it was it was a, a, a terrible tragedy, a botched raid that that was that should have gotten been vetted much more thoroughly. You've seen the stories. They, he handled it in, and in, in a half an hour us, over dinner. Gained us nothing. Nothing except the loss of a Navy SEAL and a helicopter, which was. Grotesquely exploited at the in the address. One of the Thank more, you. one of the more dis disgusting parts of that address was how he manipulated the widow of uh, yeah yeah of Ryan it Owens. Was. Uh, uh, I, just I, deplorable. I, you know, 
again, tragic loss of a, of a brave Navy SEAL and a, a huge loss for her and, and, his, yeah. and the rest of his family. Yeah. But, um, but, but this kind of raids are the kinds of not... thing you could do more if you could be more aggressive. So, that, you know, you could increase the, um, the role of the U- U.S. military in, in some of the combat operations, putting more in with the Iraqi army, for example, or these kinds of raids in Yemen. This was a joint raid with the uh, Emirati commandos, mm-hmm. so from the United Arab Emirates. So you could, do, you could I- increase that. You could order more drone strikes. You could order more bombing. When you do that, you're going to get more civilian casualties, so there's downsides to that. But those are the range of, uh, of options you have. Ground troops? Well, that would be at the extreme, is bringing tens of thousands of more troops. I can't believe uh, Mattis is going to recommend that. I don't think anybody in the Joint Chiefs uh, wants to see the introduction of, of tens of thousands of troops back to the Middle East. Yeah. Well, the general may not, but we, the general don't, know, may not. we, know, uh, we don't know what the commander in chief right, so might want to do. Right. So, if it's a fair do. option, I mean, that would be one of the, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be fair, that would be an option. You wouldn't recommend it, but it would be there. Yeah, but um, we've seen, you know, on on several fronts. For example, on the radical Islamic terrorism, um, uh, McMaster's uh, mm-hmm. General McMaster's yes. had had an all hands on deck briefing with his staff. At, um, at DHS, right? Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no NSC. NS, uh, right. National Security Council. National Security Council. Uh, and said, this is a bad, we should not be using this yeah. phrase. It's an inflammatory phrase. I don't like it. It feeds into ISIS propaganda. Right. And know? then when he heard that the president might say it in the State of the Union, you know, he, he urges them, don't do this, don't do right. this, don't do this. And notice, Donald Trump not only said those three words, he made sure that everybody understood yeah. In your face, baby. Radical Islamic terrorism. Right, he right. does. And then what does his weird little aide, Sebastian Gorka, do? Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you, this yeah. guy. Yeah. He oh. sends out a tweet, all caps, radical Islamic terrorism, exclamation point, any questions? Yeah. Like, I want, I want. This is right. Because he, he's right. a real Islamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, it's now deleted, but of course you can't really delete. Nothing's ever deleted. No. On, <laughs> on Twitter. And so, and so you see... Like, uh, that the national security advisor has his own problems with his own staff contradicting him, thinking that they speak for the president and they can do whatever they want. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what uh, what what comes out of this ISIS thing whenever whenever they they talk about it again. And and w- with Russia, we mm. we you know we talked uh, earlier about now we know that uh, Senator Sessions was talking with the ambassador, not not just uh, Michael Flynn. But great job I, reporting that earlier in the show, though. By the way, you laid that out. The tapes you you guys got were just brilliant on what Sessions had to say. Jamie, he's up all night. He's up this. all night working it. The nice David. work, Jamie. Something like that. But you know this. So this Russian connection yeah. story yes. is not going to go away. No, it? no, it's not going to go away. And every once in a while, you think it is. You know, yeah, you don't <coughs> hear about it for a few days. Something else happens. The the master salesman is out there with a sparkly new object. Yeah. You know. Right. But now, but it won't go away. And this this Sessions things is actually unbelievable. It really is. You know, it, it, have you ever met Ambassador Kislyak? No, I haven't. He's a very big man. I mean, he's not big like Peter. He's big yeah. like Santa Claus. <laughs> this is not a guy you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You oh, know, really? if he's no, not, I've seen photos of this guy, and he is he is a large dude. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's, he's got a large personality, and you're not going to forget meeting him at the Republican National 
Congress. If or, he comes to your office, or in you, his office, yeah, right. you and all your staff are going to know he's there. Well, I mean, for the Russian <laughs> ambassador to come to your Senate yes, office is a yes, BFD, big deal, right? Yeah, so, it is. I, so, what's his defense on this? I, I forgot. Be, I it and, slipped and, my mind. And the whole thing, you know, at the city, CNN town hall, Jamie, last night, uh, Senator uh, McCain God. there with uh, with Lindsey Graham was asked about um, <laughs> Putin. I mean, no love lost here, but here's Senator McCain. Let's know what Vladimir Putin is. He's a thug, he's a KGB agent, and he's a killer. And treat him as such. And what does he understand? Strength. That's why we have to rebuild our military, okay. and yeah. that's why, yeah. frankly, we are not doing enough to rebuild that military and its capabilities. So. Nope. Yeah, we know he goes off the off the charts on that one. Yes, he always I, does. I, but on the first I, part I, of it about Putin, he nails it, right? I mean, oh, he does. He, he does nail it. And of course, this is what our intelligence agencies agree. Yeah. Remember, remember, this is the man who used to run the KGB. This is the man who knows how to how to how to run for agents, how to manipulate people like Donald Trump. Hey, everybody, this is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now do yourself a favor. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do. Just search for the Bill Press show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go. And you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing. If you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. President Obama. Oh, I keep saying that. President Trump, I'm sorry. Tuesday night, talking about this groundswell of popular support for all of his policies and his programs. It started with just a few people that built up to a chorus, and now it's an earthquake of support. Steve Shepard is the uh, editor of the Politico Caucus and the chief polling analyst for Politico, our good friend, and joins us in studio. Hello, Stephen. Nice to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, when you look at the polls for Donald Trump's approval rating right now, it doesn't really look like an earthquake of support, does it? No, it looks pretty much like what he got on Election Day, about 46 percent uh, of the vote. When you look at some of the, the worst polls for him, have him in the high 30s in approval with close to 55% disapproving. The best polls for him have him somewhere near 50% approval and maybe 45% disapproval. So uh, I, haven't when you, I haven't seen that one. Is that Who is that? Uh, it's actually a Politico Morning Consult weekly oh, poll. Oh, really? We've had him yeah. uh, slightly above water. Uh, our polls among registered voters versus all adults, which is what you see from Gallup or Pew Research Center. Yeah. Um, so not I, these polls aren't all measuring the same thing. But by and large, when you look at the, the broader landscape, what you see is a president who's slightly more unpopular than he is popular. And when you talk about somebody coming in in the first four or five, six weeks of his presidency, that is, uh, forgive the word, that's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the president changed his tone a little bit um, Tuesday night, right? It was not the uh, um, uh, American carnage speech that we saw at the inauguration. Uh, how did it go over with the public? Well, that that's a good question. Uh, I, I think the answer is we don't know yet. Um, really? There but have they do been, those quick – didn't you do a quick overnight poll? They no? did. Uh, two, two news organizations, CNN ORC and CBS News YouGov, they conducted two quick instant polls. Uh, Which, on, by the way, are meaningless, aren't they? Well, here's how they work. So <laughs> they were conducting polls last week, and they asked people that they talked to, 
are you planning to watch the president's speech on Tuesday night? And if you said yes, they asked for permission, either in the CNN poll, they said, do you mind if we call you immediately after? We'll call you within a half an hour so uh-huh. you don't have okay. to yeah. stay up. Uh, and we're going to ask you just a couple of questions about your perceptions of the speech. CBS News YouGov, it's online. So they said, would you be willing to go online and, and complete the survey for us after the speech? Uh, the people who say they're going to watch a president's speech, uh, particularly, you know, it's one thing to have a debate with two candidates, one from each party. But for a president's speech, tend to be people who look pretty favorably on that president. We saw the same thing. Uh, Barack mm-hmm. Obama's State of the Union addresses where these instant polls skewed heavily Democratic because Democrats wanted to watch and Republicans didn't want to watch as much. And that's what we saw in these two instant polls that did. Yes, they gave Donald yeah, Trump good reviews for their speech for his speech. But look at the CBS News YouGov poll. 38% of the sample was Republican. 23% was Democratic. This isn't reflective of the public at large. And that's okay. That doesn't right. make the research yeah. invalid. Yeah. But I think what we need to wait and, wait and see is that there are a lot of voters who don't like Donald Trump who didn't watch. And they're not reflected in these polls. Um, and so let's give uh, pollsters a chance to get back in the field now, see who watched the speech, who said they watched the speech, and uh, and and what they think, and and if a lot of people, you know, the ratings were a little bit lower than Barack Obama's first speech, uh, as far as if you care about television ratings, and right. the man in the Oval Office. Uh, I know one person know. who does. I do too. So, yeah, right. So let's see if it moved the needle more broadly. Uh, I think the answer to that is we don't know. We do know that the people who watched it uh, generally liked it. Well, let's just establish once and for all that the audience, the television audience for this. Uh, a pres- uh, the joint session of Congress. It was the largest television audience ever in the history of humankind. <laughs> uh, right? Just, it always is. It always is. Just, just like the, the people were lined up six blocks outside uh, to get into they, the Capitol. They were right. Yeah. Despite the fact the they were lined thing up, was roped off. They yeah. were lined up all the way down the mall <laughs> to the Lincoln Memorial. Right? They'd, no. they'd been there since January the twentieth. <laughs> no, um, but you're right. I guess that the the people who watch, they tend to be. They're watching their guy, right? Yeah, it's it's the same way people yeah. watch sports. They, they're for, watching with their jersey. Except for political junkies like <laughs> well, us. This is... Or people who have to do it as part of our job. Yes. <laughs> we watch it. There was uh, one bit of uh, good news uh, on uh, November 8th, and that is a new United States senator, Democratic United States senator from the state of Maryland, our good friend, now Senator Chris Van Hollen, joining us in studio. Senator, it's great to see you. It's great to be back. Do with you me. realize that uh, when you were in the House, you were uh, our number one uh, most frequent guest on the Bill Press Show in studio? Well, so. I know a good show when I see one. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. I want to find out about your Senate duties, but, Senator, you know, the breaking news this morning is that uh, NBC caught up with Senator uh, Attorney General now, Jeff Sessions, as he was leaving his house this morning, uh, asked him about calls for his resignation in light of the news that he himself met twice with the Russian ambassador during the campaign when he was a Trump supporter. Um, he denied those meetings uh, in his confirmation hearings. Uh, several people have asked for the senator, for the attorney general to resign. He said he would not resign. What's your take on Senator Sessions? What should he do? Well, the first thing that should happen is the Senate Judiciary Committee immediately should recall uh, Jeff Sessions uh, to a hearing, put him under oath again, 
and ask him about uh, the, the misstatements, the untruths that he told during the hearing. Clearly, he made statements uh, that were <laughs> uh, untrue uh, and failed to disclose that. And then they need to ask him about the content of those conversations. What were those conversations about? So I think the Senate Judiciary Committee has an obligation uh, to the integrity of the process to immediately recall Sessions, swear him in, and take his testimony. Has that ever happened before? I don't know if that's happened before. I should say, Bill, I mean, he, I, I called for him to recuse himself from the investigation a long time ago. We didn't need this additional revelation to know that he is conflicted in any kind of uh, investigation with respect to uh, potential collaboration from the Trump campaign and the Russians in interfering in our election. We need a special prosecutor. I called for that a very long time ago. We also need, in addition to the the special prosecutor's investigation, the FBI's investigation, we need an independent uh, commission to be looking into this uh, violation of the democratic process here in the United States. Should he resign as Attorney General of the United States? Well, clearly, if it turns out that uh, here's my view. The first thing that needs to happen is that he needs to be recalled to the Senate Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. and put under oath. Again, uh, and right. I think that actually that's what we most need right now because we need uh, to get information from him. Uh, and you know, the next step may be resignation. I mean, I think that uh, I certainly understand the cause for his resignation. After all, uh, he he made untrue statements to the committee. Uh, but I think that we'd all be best served immediately mm-hmm. by getting him back, uh, putting him under oath again as part of the investigation. He is now a part of the investigation. Uh, this is exactly why uh, he could not be a, a neutral uh, party and investigator uh, here. He's going to be a witness. He's a witness himself. And the Senate Judiciary Committee needs to call him up as a witness in this investigation. And we know that when you are under oath, and you issue a false statement under oath, there could be serious consequences. The reason we know that is from a very good source. Uh, Senator Jeff Sessions, January 13, 1999. Uh, Here he is from the little Wayback Machine. He happened to be talking about Bill Clinton. Uh, I am concerned about uh, a president under oath uh, being alleged to have committed perjury. I hope that he can rebut that and prove that did not happen. I hope he can show he did not commit obstruction of justice and that he can complete his term. But there are serious allegations that that occurred. And in America, and Supreme Court and the American people believe no one is above the law. Well, that's exactly right. And that is exactly why I'm calling for the Senate Judiciary Committee to haul him up there, put him back under oath, uh, and he'll have to convince them that he did not commit perjury. The issue, of course, with perjury is your in- intent, mm-hmm. uh, intent to mislead uh, the committee. Uh, and uh, that's why the committee needs to uh, uh, get him back up there right now. Uh, and if I may indulge you again, just to be clear, uh, that, that was very clear what uh, then Senator Sessions told the Senate Judiciary Committee this time, uh, your colleague, Senator Al Franken, uh, had that exchange. This is last. This just this past January in this confirmation hearing. There is any evidence that anyone affiliated with the Trump campaign communicated with the Russian government in the course of this campaign. What will you do, Senator Franken? I'm not aware of um, any of those activities. 
I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did have, not have communications with the Russians, um, and I'm unable to comment on it. Right, and here's the guy who's the chief law enforcement uh, officer yeah. in the United yeah. States government right now, uh, makes, making clearly untrue statements uh, under yeah. oath uh, to the committee. I was a yeah. surrogate for the campaign. I had no contact with the Russians. We know now he met with Ambassador Kislyak in Cleveland, and he met with him in his own Senate office during the campaign. Yeah, and it's important to know that this was also at a period when it was well known that the Russians were interfering uh, in our elections. Uh, there were lots of news stories uh, at the time about uh, their ongoing efforts. Uh, so no one can plead ignorance as to you know what was happening uh, in American politics at that moment. Well, clearly, Senator, the uh, Trump White House is trying to do anything to put the Russian matter behind them. I mean, Sean Spicer told us reporters at the White House on Monday, what's there to investigate? Everybody's investigated. Nobody has found any evidence whatsoever. Let's just move on. How serious is this Russian connection, and is it going to just go away? It's not going to go away. It's very serious. Uh, We know that the Russians interfered in our elections. Uh, We also know they interfered to try to elect (laughs) Donald Trump. This is not speculation. This is the unanimous view of the American intelligence uh, community. So this was a serious breach of the integrity of our elections process. Uh, this goes to the heart of our democratic process. It goes to the heart of national security issues. So it's very serious. Uh, and uh, it's really important that Republican senators um, put country over party uh, at this particular point in time. I think we need to continue um, sort of the zealous, a, a, a much more zealous review in the Intelligence Committee, but I'm not satisfied that that will ultimately get to the bottom of this, which is why I've joined many of my colleagues in calling for an independent uh, commission. Uh, that like, would, like a select committee? Yeah, or, so, well, this or, would be a, more like the 9-11 oh, uh, commission. commission. It would not, yeah. include, uh, not, not include members of Congress. Uh, it would have subpoena power. Uh, and it would go after the facts wherever they lead them. Uh, and um, do, do, you, do you believe there were, from what you've heard or read, uh, connections between the Trump operation, the Trump campaign, and uh, Russian officials during this time? Well, clearly we know there were conversations uh, between uh, Trump campaign officials um, and the Russians. In fact, you know, we've learned that Jeff Sessions had a conversation. Uh, what the investigation is uh, all about is determining whether there was collaboration in the effort uh, to interfere in our elections. And, and that must be pursued because if anything like that uh, happened, it would, of course, uh, betray our democratic process. It would be a treasonous if there was that kind of collaboration. And so this is incredibly serious. Uh, it needs to be fully vetted and pursued. Look, you just had Michael Flynn, um, you know, mm-hmm. resign uh, because uh, he met with the Russian uh, ambassador. Uh, he talked about sanctions, even though he told the public uh, that he did not talk about sanctions. Uh, and so he was dismissed from his job uh, for making untrue statements, for lying. It was mm-hmm. pretty clear he lied uh, and he had the intent to mislead uh, people. Uh, but I really think it's important that we have the Judiciary Committee, if the Judiciary Committee is to have any credibility in its own process, 
the chairman of that committee needs today uh, to uh, say he's going to recall uh, Jeff Sessions and, and, you know, insist on his testimony. The Parting Shot with Bill Press. This is The Bill Press Show. Well, one thing Donald Trump didn't mention in his address to Congress is anything about the Russian connection. Of course, he's just hoping it'll go away, but it won't for a few reasons. Number one, there's an ongoing FBI investigation. Uh, And secondly, there's an ongoing Senate and House Intelligence Committee investigations. Of course, they can't really count on them. What we really need is a select committee. And that's even more important now with the big news about Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Yes, it turns out that Jeff Sessions himself, back when he was a senator and a Donald Trump surrogate during the campaign, that he, too, met twice with the Russian ambassador Kislyak, Russian ambassador to the United States. Not only that, Jeff Sessions then lied to Congress about it. Yes, indeed. Ask whether there are any contacts between the Trump campaign and Russian officials. He said he didn't know about any, and he certainly himself had never had any contact with them. That, we know, is now a lie. It proves the New York Times was right. New York Times was right when it talked about continuing contacts between the Trump uh, empire and Russian officials. It also proves that Jeff Sessions, who lied to Congress, is unfit to be Attorney General of the United States. Remember, Michael Flynn was forced out after it turned out that he met with Russian officials or talked to Russian officials and then lied about it. Jeff Sessions ought to be fired or he should resign for doing the very same thing that Michael Flynn did. Jeff Sessions, unfit to be Attorney General of the United States. This is the Bill Press Show.